On this episode of Own Your Business, I'll explain when and how to raise your prices. You'll walk away knowing five different indicators it's time to bump rates, what a high and low conversion rate is for new inquiries, and how much and how often to increase your prices. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. I got my start in pricing in 2006, 2007. I was working up at a destination property in Washington State in the San Juan Islands, and I was promoted from restaurant manager to events manager and eventually to lodging director, all within a very short period of time. Real quickly, I was put in charge of managing a revenue budget that was into the millions of dollars. There was a lot that went into that budget. There was a lot of expenses and there was a lot of interest in maintaining a high amount of revenue. I had to jump in, roll up my sleeves and learn everything that I could and put it into practice as fast as possible. I saw it as an opportunity to learn more about pricing strategies and jump into active yield management, which was a really interesting topic for me. I remember going through the Cornell School of Hospitality and starting to pull books off of their curriculum that their professors had written, and I decided to dive into revenue management. How could I get the most from our hotel rooms in the fixed number of dates that we had in demand? I mean, we live in the rainy Northwest, and while the San Juan Islands are in a bit of a banana belt behind the Olympic rain shadow, it was still pretty wet. And most people in the state of Washington, which is where our client base is coming from, they didn't want to travel and stay at our property outside of the peak summer months. And so we had to find a way to make as much money as possible when the weather was good. It made for a very, very seasonal experience at our property. And it wasn't just the hotel that was doing this. It was also our events because we had an outdoor venue. Yes, we had a, a church that we could use, but there was a lot of people who wanted a secular service and didn't feel comfortable inside. And so that meant that I had to find ways to sell the outdoor ceremony space when the weather wasn't so good, which is like, no joke, 10 months out of the year. July and August are pretty much the only months that you can count on good dry weather. June, September, maybe. It was really just two or three months that we had to work with. And so what we decided to do was to figure out ways that we could use pricing to steer people into these beautiful days of the year that maybe didn't fall on a Saturday. I started using active yield management principles that I had learned for hotel rooms, and I just applied it to the venue that we were selling. And it worked out great. We ended up doing three, four times as many events in our peak time periods as we did when I first started. In fact, so many, I remember one year, we had something close to like 60 events in a couple of month period. And I thought the culinary team was gonna come at me with their chef knives. I was doing the super majority of the sales work and we were filling the dates 
And it was working out great for the top line, but the operations back almost broke because we were spending so much of our time just trying to keep up. If you've been through the 2021 wedding season, you know what I'm talking about. Careful what you ask for, you just might get it. Sometimes we fill in so many dates on the calendar that we overwhelm ourselves. And so at some point we recognize that while it's good to see that top line grow, to see your revenue reach higher numbers, it comes at a cost. It was really my first big realization that selling more was only going to get me so far. Importantly, my boss, the GM, he told me it's not so much about revenue as it is profit. It's not so much about revenue as it is profit. In this situation, profit was money, but profit could also be time for you. I know for me now as a business owner, as a father of two, as a husband, as a friend, as somebody who likes to travel the world and experience the outdoors, I know that time is the most precious resource that I have. And so when I think about what is my number one goal with my company, it's to make more profit. Like I learned 15 years ago, but it's a different kind of profit. It's the profit of time that I want. And so when I go through and I think about not just my business, but your business and the kind of advice that I would recommend, I would say that it's important for you to continue to increase your revenue, but to ask yourself, what approach are you going to take? Are you going to take the approach where you're focused on more bookings or a higher average of bookings? Profit is a simple function of units sold times the average price per unit minus variable costs minus fixed costs. This is what it looks like when you look at a profit and loss. Units sold times the average price minus the variable costs minus the fixed costs. And that gives you your net income. And so the way to make more profit for money is to lower your expenses or increase your revenue or both. And on the other side of the equation, the only way to increase your revenue is to do more bookings or to charge more for the bookings that you're doing or some combination of both. However, at some point you're going to reach capacity like I did at the resort in that very hard to work summer where everybody was overwhelmed, just like you might've been in the fall of 2021 when everything came together all at one time. And you realize I can't keep doing this. I cannot say yes to more people and see the business profit the way that I want it to both in money and in time. I remember going to my first Engage Summit in December of 2013. It was down in Scottsdale, Arizona. I went in. I was by myself. Didn't know what to expect. And I remember seeing Brian Raffinelli on the stage and just being in awe. And I thought, he is my hero. I respect everything that he said and his approach and just his, his acumen when it came to strategizing how his business was going to help support the growth that he wanted to see. He knew that there was different strategies for different times. And he talked about that when he first got into business 20 years, this is before the talk 20 years before he said yes to everything. And he said, 10 years in, I was so full and so stretched then and so overwhelmed with work that I finally was able to say no. And that's when I decided to raise my rates and become more selective with the kind of clients that I want to work with. Now, when we go through and we think about when should we raise our rates, that's one excellent criteria, a full calendar. When your calendar is full, that is absolutely one way that you know that it's time to raise rates. Now, for Brian, it took 
longer than that, you know, a year or two or five, like most of it, it's going to take time for us to truly fill our calendar. And when we do, we want to make sure that we're paying attention and we're raising our rates in response to the huge demand that we have. But that's not the only way that you know that it's time to raise rates. There are other ways, and I'm going to tell you four of them because it's important for you to recognize you can raise your rates before your calendar gets full. What are those four different ways that you can know that it's time to raise your rates? The number one criteria that I have that it is time to raise your rates is that you have a very high conversion rate from inquiries to bookings. Inquiries, obviously, the number of inquiries that you get, bookings, the number of bookings that you get, the conversion rate is the number of bookings divided by the number of inquiries. And we want to look at that as your conversion rate. So say you had 10 inquiries, three bookings, your conversion rate was 30%. Say you had 10 inquiries, five bookings, your conversion rate is 50%. I can tell you that I have put out polls in Facebook groups with hundreds of respondents. This is not a scientific poll, but it's a pretty good indicator, I think, of what I've seen also with the qualitative research that I've done with my clients one-on-one over the last half decade. And that is that most wedding pros that I know are booking somewhere in the 40 to 60% conversion rate, especially early on in their careers, when they're in mid-market or even into premium. Could be 40 to 60%. As you go into luxury or higher price points, or you you have higher volume, that might be lower, maybe a little bit lower than that. But I do know that a lot of wedding professionals are seeing about half of the people who inquire book. And here's the thing that's really interesting is that ironically, those same people are saying that they want to raise rates. My perspective is that if you're getting conversion rates in the 30, 40, 50% range, you're probably leaving money on the table. The real issue isn't that you need to raise rates. You can do that at any point. The real issue is that you're not getting enough inquiries. And so when we go through and we think about people who are saying no to us, we feel as though from that place of fear, that place of scarcity, because we don't have very many inquiries coming in that we can't raise our rates. But in reality, our conversion rates are telling us, yes, I read one HubSpot survey that said, I think it was 800, 825 ish people that they looked at on their client list and they examined the proposals that went out and the number of proposals that were accepted. And it was something like 13% in the event industry, 13%. That was the conversion rate. Now I'm guessing that they have a lot of corporate clients and we all know if we're done any corporate events that we do a lot of RFBs. There's a lot of proposals going out just to check the boxes of those corporate clients. And so I do think that conversion rates are lower in the corporate world than they are in the wedding world. But still, that was a benchmark that I thought was important to share. And it's something that I haven't forgotten. Now, I know when I went through and did my own conversion rate, when I was selling directly for the venue, over an eight-decade period, I was somewhere around 20 to 25% of the inquiries that came in, I converted. So if I sold 50 events, it took me... 250-ish inquiries to get there. And those were not necessarily qualified or unqualified. We had the date available or not. That was just a general number that I worked with. Katie, when she worked at Four Seasons, her conversion rate was somewhere in the neighborhood of 25-30%. So she had to get 
10 inquiries for her to book two to three weddings. So if you go through and you look at your conversion rate and you see that it's really high, say, you know, 40, 50, 60%, chances are you're leaving money on the table and it's time to raise rates. Another way that you can determine if you are ready to raise your rates is by looking at the amount of demand that you have on your services or your product. If you are flooded with inquiries, it is time to raise your rates. I mean, if you are overwhelmed by inquiries, if the floodgates have opened and you cannot turn it off, if you've got a big following on social media, or you've got a number of different referral partners that are sending business your way, especially past clients, which are the best kind of inquiries, if they're referring you, their friends and family, and you have huge demand and it doesn't look like it's going to let up, that's absolutely an opportunity for you to look at raising rates because it's all about the conversion. If you can afford to say, here's my price, I know it's higher than normal or higher than average, and I'm good with that because I believe I provide that value, and you are okay with hearing no's in response to that because you know that there's a line of 10 people behind that one that could pick up that date, fill that spot in that calendar, you're much more likely to get your financial goals met without all of the stress and worry of losing the business. So high conversion rate, huge demand. Another opportunity for you to look at and see that it's time to raise rates is if they continue to pick your highest package. If you get clients who inquire, you send them three different options and they continue to pick the highest package, they're telling you right then and there that they are ready for you to raise your rates. Now, you may have to do more for that higher price, or you could decide just that the market is telling you it's okay for you to raise your rates and you don't have to offer more. It's up to you, whatever you feel your clients are going to respond to. But do recognize that if people are telling you, I will buy your highest priced item, that they are likely open to paying even more. Now, I've read studies that have shown that all things being equal, if you had something that was priced at a low, a middle, and a high, and you asked 100 people which one they wanted, something like 25% would choose the cheapest, 70% would choose the middle priced, and 5% would choose the highest. Now, there are things that you can do with implications of social proof and demand, and you can shift things around based on perception to make it so that a higher percentage will move to the highest price item. But most people want to choose the middle, the majority, sometimes a super majority want to choose the middle option. And so if you find that you have 40, 50, 60, 70% of the people choosing your highest price package, that is out of line with what most research shows as far as the psychology and the behavior of people picking from different options. So that's a great opportunity for you to say to yourself, you know what? I think that my clients have more that they're willing to spend with me. How could I remove my lowest price package and instead add a higher price than my currently highest price package and give that group of people who looks like they might be willing to spend more that chance? Worst thing is that could happen. You'll likely see that most people will choose your middle option, which was your formerly higher one. And that's perfectly good with you because that's normal for the behavior and it used to be your highest price package. But the upside is that you may get people to go even higher than that. So if they pick your highest package frequently, you've got a good chance to raise your rates. 
Here's the fourth additional reason that you could raise your rates. And it's kind of a, a derivative of the full calendar criteria, but it's that a certain time of the year is full. So this is, again, an active yield management approach where you're actively going through and looking at your calendar and what kind of things it could give to you. What could it yield to you? And what we want to see is that certain days of the week or times of the year are going to start to fill in more so than others. We're in the wedding industry. Saturdays are popular. You've only got 12 to 15, maybe 18 Saturdays a year that are going to be super popular. So if you go through and you look and you see that you've got 12 of them picked already, time to raise your rates on your Saturdays. You don't have to raise your rates on your Fridays or your Sundays, just your Saturdays. So it could be a certain day of the week is starting to fill up, or it could be a certain time of the year is filling up. It could be that you want to do 20 weddings a year, but you've got 10 weddings in July and August. And so now for those July and August dates, because you don't want to do all of your events in those two months, trust me, ask my culinary team from (laughs) many years ago, you want to spread it out. What you do is you increase the prices to deflect towards those shoulder seasons. Now, the cool part about this is that you're not actually saying no to anybody by raising your rates in those July and August dates in this particular scenario. But what you are doing is you're giving yourself an opportunity to see if you can make more money to make it more fruitful for you to spend your time stretched thin. Now that we know that there are a number of different reasons that we could raise our rates, let's talk about how do you do it. And this is actually really simple. How do you raise your rates? First of all, raise your rates by a little bit at a time, 5, 10, maybe 15%. All right, little bit by little bit. Don't go and increase them by 20, 30, 50. Don't double them. Don't go crazy. Just incrementally increase your rates by just a little bit. Then try that out on your next 10 inquiries. If you, if you don't do very much volume, if you aren't getting a lot of inquiries, maybe, maybe five. But just pick a number. Stick with it. Make a promise to yourself that you're going to keep those rates at that level for that length of number of inquiries. Not length of time, but length of number of inquiries. Because ultimately what we want to do is we want to check the conversion rate. Remember, the conversion rate is the number one indicator of whether or not you are leaving money on the table. The number one indicator of whether or not it's okay for you to raise rates. If you have a very high conversion rate, it's likely that you could push the rates higher. So what we want to do is we want to check the conversion rate after you increase 5, 10, 15% for the next 10 or so inquiries. If your conversion rate, the number of bookings that you get based on the number of inquiries stays the same or is even higher with these higher prices, then you know that the rate increase did not negatively affect the people who are inquiring. They're willing to pay a little bit more. And so you can either keep the rates where they're at or you could even... Attempt to raise them a little bit, 5, 10, maybe 15%. Try it out for the next 10 inquiries. Check your conversion rate. And you keep doing this over and over and over again until you reach a plateau. Now, if you do get a lower conversion rate, especially if it's significantly lower, and this lasts over 10 inquiries, or maybe you try it out over 20 inquiries, then there's a real issue that you need to work out with your value proposition. I'm not saying you have to lower your rates permanently, but you haven't figured out a way to balance the price that you're charging with the value that you're offering. And that means 
that before you raise your rates again, you've got to find a way to increase the value. And that's going to be done throughout the buyer's journey. And that's for a different episode. But ultimately, if you keep track of those five criteria, full calendar, high conversion rate, huge demand, highest package picked often, or certain time or day of the week is full, then you can go through and you can selectively, actively, incrementally increase your prices, check your conversion rate benchmark, and either keep going or fine tune or even lower so that you can figure out what it is that you need to spend time on. Ultimately, your buyers are going to tell you what to charge. You just have to hear what they're telling you with their yeses and nos. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 